Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. reading out of English standard it says in verse 1 now Moses now that means some things finna be established right now no other wind amen now faith amen now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law he was in possession of somebody else's stuff amen Jephro the priest of Midian and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb the mountain of God and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush he looked and behold the bush was burning yet it was not consumed and Moses said I will turn aside to see this great sight why this bush is not burned verse 4 when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called him out of the bush Moses Moses and he said here I am you'll, you'll catch that one when you get home verse 5 then he said do not come near this is God speaking do not come near take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Amen. Amen. Moses and the burning bush. I know everybody know this story. We done seen it in, uh, even when you was little, you saw it in Sunday school, you saw it on TV, and then the, and Moses is burning the bush. But there, there's a backdrop to this story. If, if you do want to go back, that's why I was saying chapter 2, because if you go to chapter 2, all the way down to verse 23, it says, During those many days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. And God heard that groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Joseph, Jacob. In verse 25, God saw the people of Israel, and God knew. And then that's when we get to verse 1 in chapter 3. It says, now. 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 God had saw what the people were going through. God had understood what the people were going through. God had knew what the people were going through. And now God was getting ready to fulfill his promise, his covenant that he had in place with Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. And now he says, Moses. I'm calling up Moses. I'm calling up Moses. He, he speaks to Moses. Moses is just minding his own business like some of us do a lot of time. We're just going along and doing our own thing. And then all of a sudden, God calls us up out of the midst of where we are. See, God don't call you when you ready. God calls you when he ready. Amen. He don't call you when you qualify. He calls the unqualified to qualify them. Amen. Amen. 
And he saw this man, Moses, wandering around in the desert with a flock. And he said, man, he, he, he's a shepherd over a flock. Then He might be a person I can have to shepherd my people. He might be a person that can take care of mine because he used to taking care of somebody else's stuff. So maybe he can take care of my stuff. Maybe he can help fulfill the promise of what I have for my people. So now God comes to Moses in, in, a, in the most miraculous way possible because how I many know some of us, we ain't going to come to God unless God really just show up in some kind of miraculous kind of way. Some folks, you know, it's a vision. Some folks, it's a dream. Some folks, you know, hard-headed like me, he show up in a form of disease that'll sit you down and make you know who God really is. But he's going to get your attention. That's really what it's all about. Amen. Because Moses was walking, walking past the mountain of God, and, and it says now he he saw something. He he saw this fire burning on a bush, yet the bush was not consumed. The bush was not consumed. But see, the thing we want to talk about is this fire that was on this bush. The fire that Moses saw. The fire that Moses looked at and said, what is this? What is about this fire that, that I need to see? Well, the first thing about this fire is, see, God had to show Moses the fire. Because, see, before God could raise Moses up as a deliverer, he had to have him experience the fire of God. See, before God can raise you up really out of where you really trying to be, God says, no, you got to experience my fire. You got to know what it really is like to be on fire for God. I ain't talking about just being a being a believer. I ain't talking about just somebody who go to church. I ain't talking about somebody who just read the Bible. I'm talking about somebody who is on fire for God. But you got to experience this fire, meaning you got to know it for yourself. See, I can't tell you about the fire. You can't receive my fire. You can't receive her fire. You can't receive his fire. Experience is something that you got to have for yourself. Amen. Amen. That's what gets us from being just, just believers in God to being doers. To being doers because you done experienced God. See, like like me and the sister right there, you can't tell us that our God ain't a healer. Amen. Because he healed her from cancer, he healed me from cancer. So you can debate about all the other things, but we done had the experience. So that's one thing that I know, 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 that I know. That I know. Because I have what? Experienced it. And see, until you experience the fire of God, then you really don't know. You can heal about it. You can talk about it. You can be like Moses and you can gaze miraculously at it. You can gaze in awe at it. But until you say, God, I want the fire of God upon my life. I want you to set a fire. I want you to ignite me, God. I want to be on fire for you. I want people to come see me burn. Burn! But now, you know, when you ask God for something, you got to be careful. Amen. Amen. Because when you ask, you shall what? Receive. receive. But said. now the one thing about God is that we don't always receive the way that we ask. Amen. <laughs> you know, you ask for patience, he'll put you in a line at the DMV. Hey, <laughs> behind a whole bunch of crying babies. Amen. Oh, Lord, help us. You know, you, 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 you asking for, you asking for, you know, a financial blessing and you'll get fired. <laughs> See, you don't get that. Amen. <laughs> 
See, see, see how we ask God to experience something. God said, I just want you to experience. I don't don't worry about how you go experience. All you gotta know is who you're experiencing it with. See, we get caught up in the H-O-W, and God is saying, No, you need to look at the W-H-O. It ain't I ain't don't worry about how you go experience it, just know who you go experience. Right. Amen. Yeah. That's good. That's good right there. Because in order for God to raise Moses up as a deliverer, he had to experience the fire of God. Amen. And in this fire, you see, there's three things about this fire. Quickly, is that that a fire first reveals things. It reveals things. It even says in the Bible, if you look at 1 Corinthians, turn turn quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And looking at verse uh, 13. 1 Corinthians 3 and 13. And it says right there, it says that that on each one's work, well, I'm going to go back to number 12, verse 12, 1 Corinthians 3 and 12, 3 and 12. It says, now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. See, that's how we build up our own words. We build up stuff that's going to impress people. We say, well, I'm going to build mine up with gold. I'm going to build mine up with silver. I'm going to build mine up with stones. But then some of us, so, you know, we, we ain't got it all. So, we, well, I'm going to do mine with who wood and hay and straw because I ain't balling like you. Amen. But, but we still doing it on on our own accord. God says you can't build yourself up on your own accord. Why? Because in verse 13, he says each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. See, it's a fire of God that's going to test everything. You can scream and holler and lay all out in the floor all you want to. You can run to the altar every Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But guess what? It's going to be the fire of God that's going to reveal who you really walking with. Amen. Don't believe me? Get in trouble and see what happens. See, ain't nothing like adversity. Ain't nothing like the fire of adversity to, to, to really see what you walking with, who you walking with, what, what what's really. Because see, when you squeeze somebody, that's what you get, what's in them to come out. See, when that adversity hits, now you get to see, are you going to speak gossip or are you going to speak gospel? Are you going to stand on that word of God or are you going to fall down to the world? See, it's easy to walk with God when everything going good. It's easy to walk with God when all the bills paid and the kids acting right and your husband acting right and your wife acting right and the job giving you raises and bonuses. It's easy to worship God and to praise God. It's, it's so much easier that we don't even do it. We take it for granted. But let the pink slip come. Let the let the expulsion from school come from your child. Let 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 your husband start tripping. Let your wife start tripping. Then where where's the praise? Then see we don't come to church and we don't read the word to prepare for the peace. We prepare for the battle. Amen. You you sweat and training so you don't bleed in the battle. That's when it comes out, because it says the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by the fire. And a lot of people say, well, 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 you know, that's the enemy, that's the enemy. All fire ain't from the enemy, amen? Some of the fire in your life is called God trying to burn you up, God trying to reveal you to you. See, he had to bring Moses to that fire and say, Moses, there's some things I'm trying to show you about yourself. I know about that thing you buried in Egypt when you killed that man, and you didn't want nobody to know, and then you run over here to 
your father-in-law trying to play like you ain't done nobody no wrong. God, I need to show you you. I need to reveal some things. I need to burn away all that facade that you have. Yeah, you look cute on Sunday. You know how to say how to live and something to call it and all the speaking in tongues and all that stuff. You know how to play the game, but I'm finna burn that thing away. I'm finna break you to your knees so I can reveal to you who you truly are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But that's why we don't like the fire. Thank you, Jesus. Uh -huh. But see, we got to be like that, them, them, them three Hebrew boys. Yeah. Shadrach, Abednego, and you know, all them folks like that. You know, you see me, Shaq, and Abednego. You know, we, we got to be like them where it says, no matter how, how hot it turns up, I know God going to be in there with me. I ain't worried about how hot this thing gets because God is the one that's, that's in control of the fire. If you want to turn down, he'll turn it down. If you want it to turn up, then he'll turn it up. But guess what? It don't matter about the how because I'm walking with the who. And I need God to reveal some things in me. Why is he going to reveal? Because of the other characteristics of the fire is because it's, it's meant to refine us. Refine us. See, God reveals us. He had to reveal Moses. Moses, there's some things about you. Yeah, I want to use you. Yeah, yeah, I know you're saying yes. I know you I know you want to be used, but, but there's some things that you got to let go, Moses. I, I got to reveal those things to you. You know, everybody can't see what you're doing, but I know everything because I'm omnipresent. I'm omniscient. I'm all powerful. So I need to reveal some things about you to yourself yes. so that you can be refined. So that you can be refined. See, that's the thing that the fire does. It refines us. That's why a lot of us jump out that thing because we, we, we don't want to be refined. We don't want to be made fully whole because, you know, we kind of like what we do. We kind of like how, how it is. In Malachi chapter 3, in, in, in verse 1, it says, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to this temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of the hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like full of soap. Verse 3, he will set a refiner and a purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. He's saying, who can stand the fire? Who can even endure this? See, we talk, we want the grace on fire, but but can you endure it? Can you stand the fire? I know, I know, I know new addition man, they say, can you stand the rain? But I'm saying, can you stand the fire? Can you stand the fire? Amen. Because see, the fire of God is there to refine. The, the fire of God is there to burn off that dross. To, 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 to burn off that stuff that ain't quite like him. You know that stuff, that stuff that, that you don't want to tell nobody about. You know that them secret things that you like to do. You know that gossiping that you like to do, that, that talking about folks and, and you know, and stealing company pins. And yeah, that's a sin too, you know, and taking paper home and claiming it is yours. All that look, you know, it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't gonna get you out of hell, but it ain't gonna line your life up properly either. Amen, amen, amen. amen. You, you, you know what I'm saying, but God said, I need to refine these things. I need to make your life like a silver, like pure gold. See, when they take gold up out the ground, ground is this dirty. And you know, and we fine with dusting off the gold, the dirt that's on the outside. That's right. What about them? And that's what a lot of us are as Christians. We just a bunch of dusted off gold. 
we just a bunch of dusted off gold. But God is saying, what about the inside? What about what's going on? I need to get down to the intent of who you are. He says that I got to burn away stuff on the inside. It don't take nothing to dust off. I can send a swift wind and the dirt that's on the outside blows away. But it ain't nothing but the fire of God that's going to burn away what's on the inside of you. I'm talking about that unforgiveness. Yes. I'm talking about that worry. Yes. I'm talking about that depression. I'm talking about them strongholds. God says, I need to refine you. I need to refine you. Well, what does the silversmith do when he's refining? It says that they, they, they take the silver or the gold and they stick it in the fire. And then they pull it back out. Then they stick it in the fire and they pull it back out. Some of y'all like that right now. You've been in the fire, then you come out, you're like, whoo, that one, that one, okay, thank you, God, I'm out of that thing. But then you get stuck back in again. You're like, oh, God, what happened? Did I fall? Did I slip? And then you pull you back out. Oh, thank you, God. My grandma must be praying for me. Lord, have mercy. Thank you for saving me. And then you're right back in the fire again. And you're wondering what's going on. And God says, I'm the silversmith. I'm refining you. And the reason why the silversmith keeps sticking the fire, sticking it in, and pulling it out, sticking it in, pull it out, sticking it in, pull it out, because each time he pulls it out, the silversmith looks at the silver. And if you don't see his reflection, he's sticking back in the fire. me yet. There's some things in there that ain't me. Let me let me stick it back in there again. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of looking like me. Yeah, that 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 for unforgiveness gone, but but I, I see that worry. That ain't me because I don't worry because I stand on my promises. I am God and my word is going never return to me for Let me stick that thing back in there again. Burn that off. Get that stuff off. Then let me pull it out. Oh no, it don't look like me yet. I need to keep refining this thing. It says a time said, well who can endure? Because yeah. see, a lot of us can't endure. We we fine with just making it. We fine with just arriving. But God says, I'm ready to take you to a whole nother level. It ain't enough just to arrive. It ain't enough just to get saved. I'm trying to bless you. I'm trying to bless you abundantly. I'm trying to bless you exceedingly above all that you can ask. But I got to keep you in the fire. Why? Because he knows that if you he knows that if you look like him, when you finally come out, he knows that he can trust you. He knows that he can give you the world and it won't go to your mind. Because the word of God says, What? What does it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? See, that's why some of you ain't been blessed with everything you want. Because God knows a little bit of something still left in you that if he give it to you, you're gonna lose your absolute mind. And God said, back in the fire. Back in the fire. Don't run from the fire. Don't run from the fire. If you find yourself in the midst of fire, all you got to remember is that you got ice. That means that I can endure. When you're in that fire, I can endure. The, the Malachi asked us, who can endure? I can endure. Why are you going to endure? Because you know that in the midst of the fire, it's a God process. And guess what? Even if the enemy is the one that put you in there, guess what? Use, use the process, God. 
God, I know you didn't set this fire up, but let's use it anyway. What, this person you got around me, who, who is my, okay, what are they really here for? See, some God will allow some folks in your life to grind on you, to screw you, to, to bust you over, to, to run you over, to, to tear you apart. He'll allow some people to do that because, see, it ain't until you pressed and broken and torn apart that the anointing can come out. He says, I prepare a table before your enemy. Quit trying to get rid of all your enemies. God might be trying to prepare your table. All your enemies gone. Can't nobody see you getting blessed. Amen. All you got to do is say, watch the end. Watch the end. Watch how it's going to turn out. Watch how it's going to turn out. Amen. Because the fire reveals. The fire refines. And then the fire also rouses. Or empowers. But I like rouses because, you know, it go all my other R's. Amen. It, 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 it rouses. It empowers us. And that's what the fire was doing with Moses. Moses looked at it, and you got to imagine he looking at this bush and he hearing God, and, 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 and there was something empowering that, 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 that happened. That was an exchange that happens when you get close to the fire of God. There, there, there's, a, there's a transfer of when you get close to the power of God, to the fire of God. Look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. And, and, and let's look at verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And we're looking at, yeah, Acts chapter 1, verse, verse, let's start at verse 7. Verse 7, Acts 1 and 7. And it says, he said to them, it is not for you to know times or season that the Father has fixed by his own authority. See, don't, 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 don't worry about how long it's been. Don't worry about that they got it before you. Don't, don't worry about when is it coming, God. God said, it's not. It's not for you to know the time or season. But God fixed it with his own authority. Just know you're in the process. Amen. Be happy to be in the process. Be happy to be, be even touched by God. Be happy to know that God loves you. Be happy to know that God, God has you no matter what. Be happy to know that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called what? According to his purpose. See, that, that, that was, see we get so focused on the time. When it's going to happen, God? How long it's going to take? How long it's going to be? You know, it's been five years. It's been ten years. Well, we'll see. We'll see well, how, long did, how long did Noah build a boat? It, 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 how, how many years was it? 125 years not a drop of rain. rain. When is it going to rain? God, you can imagine people, when it's going to rain, Noah, when the rain going to fall. I don't see nothing. It don't, it don't even hear no wind. Mo. See, you got people in your ear talking about how long it's going to be. I thought God was going to bless you. How long you been in that church? How long you been hearing that? Oh, I thought God was going to bless you with this. I thought God was going to bless you with that. God says it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. Because, see, if we did, we'd get confused. Because it's a difference between a time and a season. Right. See, some of us can be in season but out of time. Yeah. Right. Right. And he says, but, in verse 8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of earth. Yes. He said, don't worry about when it's going to come. You just know that it's coming. Hallelujah. It's coming. It's coming. 
Just know that it's coming. He says you will receive because when you come to the fire of God, there, 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 there's a transference. You can't go into the fire and come out the same way. You think them Hebrew boys came out of that fire the same way? No, they came out knowing. First, they went in knowing who that God was going to save them, but that experience. Yes. Really Can't nobody convince them about the fire no more. Throw me in. <laughs> watch God work. Watch, watch, watch him work. Watch him work. You see what I'm saying? And that's what, what we got to get to that point where watch my God work. Watch my God work in my life. Watch my God work. Because he says right here when the power, when you receive the power, and that word power is translated to dunamis, meaning a God power, meaning a power that we can't even fathom. We just put a word like dunamis on it, but that word can't even hold what God is really trying to convey right now. It's the power that resurrects the dead. It's the power that takes dry places and makes them flourish. It's the power that takes barren lands and makes them plentiful. It's the power that takes broken people and puts them whole. It's the power that takes unhealed people and heals them. It's the power that takes unsaved people and saves them. It's the power that delivers a broken people. It's the power that brings people out of the darkness into the marvelous light. It's a power that will set you free. It's a power that will make it all right. It's a power that will keep it all right. It's a power that will always be right. Yes, yes, and that still can't Ooh, encompass what all that power really yes, is. Thank you, Jesus. We don't realize the power that we receive because we won't stay in the fire. We won't stay in the fire because God says you you got to be you got to have some things revealed you got to you got to be refined you, you I'm, but I'm trying to rouse you up right now I'm trying to empower you I'm trying to let you know what you really have you have that grace but but it's because of the fire it is it, I know you own fire but the grace is because of the fire I'm giving you the fire to charge you I'm giving you the fire to to move you I'm giving you the fire to to burn down some things around you He said right there He said in all of today in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God, see, he ain't trying to set you on fire just for you. He's trying to set you on fire for what's around you because there's some people around you that need to see that God is still God. There's some people around you that need to know that God is still God, that he is Elohim, that he is Jehovah Jireh, that he is Adonai, that he is Abba, that he is God, he is the King of Kings, that he is the Lord of Lords, that there is none before him and that there is none after him, that he is the Alpha that he's the omega, the beginning, the end, that he's the comforter, that he's the way maker, that he's the peace, that he's the king, that he is the Lord. There's some people that need to know this. Right around your little media circle. Because they need to be illuminated with the fire of God. See, the enemy already has his illumination, but how many know that his illumination will blind you? It'll leave you blind. The word says that, that the, the, the God of this earth has blinded even the believers. But God needs to have some people on fire for him. And I ain't talking about running around toting your Bible all day long and, and hitting people with scripture every time you come up to them and blessing how to favor every time you see them. I'm talking about being just on fire for God. When you walk into the room, people say it's something about them. Let me, I need to come over here and check out what they talking about. Yeah, I know what you're saying over here, but I hear something over here. I need to I need to eavesdrop a little bit. See, when you walk in the room, you're supposed to shift the atmosphere. It shouldn't even be the same. I know the world calls it swag, but see, what we call it is walking 
walking in with God, amen. The spirit walks in God, so we just gonna have a swag, amen. We gonna walk in like that. So when we walk in, the, 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 the room is set on fire. But you got to experience it. You got to experience it. You got to experience it. And see, like Moses, if you still there in Exodus, you're looking at Moses, I, this one part in, the, in, in chapter 3 where he says that he looked. And in verse 2, chapter 3, verse 2, it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. See, it, the, 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 the fire was in the midst of the bush. See, I, I know a lot of times they say that the bush is burning, but, but if you look at the word, it says it was in the midst of the bush. Meaning that Moses saw the surrounding bush, but it was something on the inside that was different. It was something on the inside that he had never seen before. And it says that he looked and then behold, Behold means take it in. I mean, I, I got to grab a hold to this because this is something different. And the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. So now what was in the inside, in the midst, now starts to come on the outside. It starts to come on the outside of the bush. It says what God is saying is what's on the inside of you. He says, I got to get it to burn it on the inside of you first. Then it can come on the outside. See, some of y'all want to burn on fire on God on the outside. He said, but I got to fan the flame that's on the inside first. You got to stir what's on the inside first. Yes. And this yes. is how you do it. This is how you do it in verse 3. It says, and Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight. Yes. Now think about that. Uh -huh. It just said that Moses looked uh -huh. and even behold. Yeah. Uh -huh. So now why is Moses sitting here saying that I'm going to turn aside and look? Didn't he already look? Yeah. So why is he turning aside? Because he was when you turn aside. Turn aside. <laughs> Turn aside. That, that that word is translated oftentimes to to turn away from one's own course, to depart from how you was doing things, to walk away from how you see things. You see, he said, I got to turn aside. I, I looked. And see, some of us are fine with just looking at God. I, I looked at the scripture. I looked at the word. I came to church. You know, we do it like a little checkoff list. But God is saying, now I need you to turn aside. I need you to turn away from some of the things that are keeping you fully away from me. I need you to turn aside. Some of us call it repent. Meaning change. Change. Repent don't mean come to the altar and say, God, I'm sorry, then go back and do what you did. Does make you say you were sorry. Mm -hmm. Repent says, No, I'm changing. I'm turning aside. Repent means I was looking over here, but now I think I'm going to turn aside. You know, see a different side. You see a different side <laughs> when I turn and look that way. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Moses turned aside. See what it was? Moses had tunnel vision. Like most of us have. What does tunnel vision mean? You get so focused on one thing. And see, some of us, even in the church, we, 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 we allow even ministry to give us tunnel vision. We, we think we're doing things of God, but, but we just got tunnel vision because at the end of it, all we're trying to get is accolades. All we're trying to get is success. All we're trying to get is a pat on the back. All we're trying to get is notice. And God said, you got to turn aside. Amen. 
See, Moses was focused on what he was doing, but he also had that vision of trying to leave what he had done. And see, some of us get that tunnel vision. We, we come to church, we read the Bible, we, 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 we um, pray, we fast, whatever. But it's just a, it's, it's, it's almost like, I'm, for lack of a better word, it's religious. It's just a routine. It's a routine. You know, somebody somewhere told you that you're supposed to pray the first 15 minutes when you got to bed. So you set your timer to 15 minutes, and when that thing go off, you get up. And, and it becomes religious. Or you read the Bible 30 minutes a day, you read, you set the time for 30 minutes. Some say, you know, get to 25, you know, I'm tired, you know, and then we go on. But see, we got to realize that that tunnel vision, that tunnel vision would keep us from seeing what God is really trying to reveal. He was trying to show Moses something right here. And God is saying, I need you to, to, to be aware of the tunnel vision. Because what happens with that tunnel vision, it'll lead you to expect nothing. It'll lead you to see nothing. And it'll lead you to experience nothing. And see, that's what happens a lot of times. We can come into church and make it such a routine that, you know, I'm just coming to Sunday. That's what we do on Sunday. I'm doing my mom and them bombing church. I went to church, you know, it's just a Sunday routine. And we come in expecting nothing. Except for just to, you know, hear the praise word, hear the word, and go home. But see, you got to come and remove the blindness, remove the tunnel vision. When you step foot in the door of the house of God, God, I'm expecting something. I expect you to show up. I expect you to show out. I want to see something. Now, the pastor ain't got to do no backflips or nothing, but I need to see you, God. I need to hear from you, God. I know you got a word for me, God. Don't ever walk into the house of God not expecting to get a word from God. Yes. I don't care if it's nothing but one word. One word is all you need. It could just be stop. It could just be go. It could just be here. It could be just be whole. All you need is one word. But you got to expect it. You got to remove the blindness. All it takes is one word. Don't believe me? The universe was created with one word. That's why it's called Una. Verse. You'll get that when you get home. Unit means one, thank you. And verse. One word. One word. And it'll change everything. Change everything. Change everything with one word. But see, we got to be able to repent. We got to be able to turn aside. We got to be able to, to know that God is still God, that God is still in the blessing business. But see, we act like God ain't in the blessing business, so we don't want to turn aside. We want to do things on our own. We want to make it work on our own. We want to fix it on our own. And God, like Moses, he's doing Moses. He's saying, Moses, come. I need, to, I need you to see something. I know you. I know you looked at it, but now I need you to to take it in. Yes, yes. So that's where the transference comes. When you turn aside, you, you, you don't believe because it says it right there. What does it say? When when God saw. See God looking for some folks to what turn aside. It says it right there. It says in verse verse what um, in verse four. It says when the Lord saw that he turned aside. When the Lord saw, see, God is looking. God is always on the search. Who going to turn aside? Who going to say yes to my way? Who going to do it the way I said do it? Who going to allow me to burn that mess up out of them? Who going to allow me to really use them outside of what they think, outside of how they imagine? Who going to really turn aside? 
Who really gonna throw off all that hinders them? Who really gonna chase me? Who really? I know they sing that song all the time. I'm chasing after you, but who really gonna chase me? Who really gonna hunt me down? Who really gonna seek my face? Who really gonna come into my presence? Who really gonna step behind the veil? Who really gonna see what it is that I really have to offer? And he says, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called him out of the bush. Moses, Moses. Yes, Lord. And see, when God says something twice, that means covenant. Covenant is established. He's saying, I saw you turn aside. I saw you look the first time and I was pleased with that. He said, but but I saw you turn aside. I told you, I saw you give up some things. I saw you give up that unforgiveness from Egypt. I, I, I saw you, I saw you ask for forgiveness for what you've done. I, I, I saw you, I saw you be 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 all faithful over a little that wasn't even yours. I, I saw all these things. You was watching me, but I've been watching you a whole lot longer. I just been waiting for this day. I just see that's what God is saying to some of y'all right now. He said, I'm just I just been waiting for the day. I just been I'm just sitting here like, oh Jesus, when they gonna get it? Together. Holy Spirit, do you see it? Come, hey, go help them out a little bit, Holy Spirit. Because I, I just got something. I just got to get to them. Lord, I just need to get it to them. But when they going to turn aside? Oh, my God. You know how it used to be when you little, you get the little, you get your little dollar, two, three dollars, and they say, my granny say, boy, that money burning your pocket. Well, God, God got his pockets burning. He's like, ooh, I got to spend this on somebody. I got to get this thing to somebody. But I needed somebody who willing to turn aside. Because when I give it to them, I don't want them to think it was because of them. When I give it to them, I don't want them to think it to make it go to their head. When I give it to them, I want to know it was all because of me, for me, through me, by me, and because of me. Because I want people to see that I'm still a blessing God. But he's looking for somebody to do what? Turn aside, turn aside, turn aside. See, when we turn aside, see, then we find an experience that will not end. See, that bush, we don't even know if the bush still burns because it don't say that the bush ever stopped burning, amen? See, we got to realize that the presence will never leave us. See, that I can imagine that when the, when the going got tough with, with Moses, when he went to the people and they said, well, who is you, Moses? And Moses, you brought us out here to die. And folks, acting, I can imagine him going back to that bush in his mind and that bush is still burning in his mind. Oh, God, this is what you called me to do. God, this is what you sent me to do. This is what the purpose is for my life. You directed it to me from the very beginning when I saw it in the bush. So you got to get a burning bush in your mind. You got to get something where you spoke to God and you know that you heard God and what God said is true and what God said is real and what God said is, is not going not gonna to fail but what God said will come to pass. You got to get a burning bush in your mind. Because how many know there's going to be some wilderness in your life? There's going to be some naysayers in your life. There's going to be some people that say, well, your body's out here to die. I don't believe God said that. I don't believe God told you that. I don't believe you heard from God right. But you got to have that bush in your mind. That's why he said Moses, look. But then it says he turned aside so that he could, so that he could see this great sight. He knew that he had saw something that he had never seen before. And that's how we got to be because God, it ain't a matter of ill because Jesus told us, he said, even the days are evil. He said, you don't have to, you don't have to look for it. You wake up in it. Yeah. It's coming. That's right. But you got to have that burning bush that's going to remind you that God is still God. 
God is still God. God is a God that will reveal things to me. God is a God that will refine the things about me. God is a God that will that will rouse me up when I need to be. See, when Moses was sitting out there, I can imagine him sitting there at the middle of the night, and then, and then he's sitting there, and he's like, oh, man, these people, they, I don't know what to do, God, and I don't even know where we're going, God, and I don't understand how, how I even got myself into this. I, I don't even understand. And then I can imagine him turning and he looked and he saw that he saw that 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 that, that pillar of fire. Because remember was, they were being led by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire. And so I can imagine Moses turning and he just get that glimpse of that pillar of fire. And it goes all the way back and he, he remembers, he remembers when he was standing right there at that fire at the burning bush. And it all come together. And he know that God's promise is still true. God's promise is bigger than what you're going through. God's promise is bigger than the pain that you feel. God's promise is bigger than the, the, the paycheck that don't make all the ends meet. God's promise is bigger than the people talking about you. God's promise is bigger than what your mama spoke over you. God's promise is bigger than what your family think about you. God's promise is bigger than what that man who didn't know what he had was thought about you. God's promise is bigger. But you just got to turn and catch a glimpse. Just a glimpse is all he needed. And then he could go on again because that glimpse would, that glimpse would rouse him up once more rouse him up again and then lastly right here we're looking at it, it says it says in verse verse on um, five because Mo, he said Moses Moses that means I'm establishing my covenant and then I like Moses said here I am didn't even realize he was speaking prophetically see sometimes God said you got to speak things that be not as though they already are Moses said here I am <laughs> Here I am. He was not only speaking prophetically about who he was, but he was also speaking of who he knew God was. Because he said, here, I am. You understand? See, it all depends on how you read it. Like here, and then I am, is that you talking? You see what I'm saying? See, we look at it as here I am, like here I am present. No, I read it as here I am, like here. I acknowledge who you are. You are the I am that I am. And everything that you are, I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm stepping into who I am. I'm, I, I see the burning. I see the fire. And that, that's the grace on fire. That now I can step in to who I am. Here, I am. Now I have arrived. Now I am. Now who I am. Here, I am. Here, I am. Here, I am. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then verse five, lastly, because five we know is the number of grace. See how we close these little things out? Grace on fire. See, y'all. Won't he do it? Then he said, Do not come near. Ain't that something? He said, Don't, 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 don't come. This is God talking. He said, Don't, don't come over here. Don't, don't you even do it. He said, Take your sandals off your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Don't, don't, don't come over here with your shoes on. Take off your shoes. Get my carpet dirty. He said, don't, don't, don't come near. Take off your sandal. And, 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 and it would seem contradictory because we read in other scriptures where God says, draw near to me and I draw near to you. Or, you know, the King James, draw nigh to me, you know. Yeah. Draw nigh. I'm like, what is nigh? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know 
It ain't easy. Hallelujah. Nobody said it was supposed to be easy. It says who can endure. And that's when you're supposed to say, I can endure. Why? Because of him. Because he says in the word what? That where I am weak, he is strong. Amen. Amen. Where I am weak, he is strong. Feed your flames with the word of God. Yes, See, some of us need to rekindle that flame, get some kindling going. Yes. Feed it with the flames of God. Yes. Then stoke your fire. See, stoking is that when you used to go in the fireplace and you got to blow that fire. Yes. Yeah. And then they used to take that little billow thing. And they, you know, and that's that prayer. That's that prayer. That's that prayer. That's why they say God, Paul told us, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Because the spirit is what? The pneuma. Pneuma is the air. See, that's. Stoke the fire. And then you stoke it with the worship. Worship. What does a ship do? A ship transports you. And see, when you worship, that means you transporting the word of God. You you, you the worship. You moving that word around in your life. Word go here. It ain't nothing like the power of the sent word. And then you spread your fire with love. Don't set people on fire who ain't ready to be set on fire. Because you ain't going to burn them up. But when they ready, you say, watch me. Watch me burn. 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 That's what you need to get in your spirit. Watch me burn. Say it with me. Watch me burn. Watch me burn. Watch me burn. Watch me burn.